Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello winners. It slightly blows my mind to tell you this, but in this episode, I'm... (laughs) Yeah, in this episode, I'm just talking to the strongest woman in the whole world. (laughs) No biggie. Just the strongest woman in the whole fucking world. Um, Andrea Thompson, she's British. She lives in Suffolk and incredibly agreed to talk to me and hoover with me. Her story, as you'll hear, is incredible. I fucking love doing this podcast. Everyone should know who this badass woman is, please. Um, We had a lot of fun having lunch together. Thanks for listening to Hoovering, by the way. Um, I'm very grateful. You can tell other people about it if you like. One of the ways to do that is just to subscribe to it and to give it a five-star review. Easy job. I've got really exciting news. Hoovering Live is back. I've got an absolute bloody whopper in the diary. 17th of July, 5pm in Soho as part of the Underbelly Festival in Cavendish Square. I am going to be doing a Hoovering Live with, and there are more guests to be announced, or definitely one more to be announced soon, but with Joe Brand. So please can you come to that? Actually, I want it to be packed. You can't embarrass me. I I can't have booked Joe Brand and not have you all there watching us hoover and bring your snacks and we can talk about what you're hoovering too and celebrate the joy of eating with actual Joe Brand. Me, her and all of you, please, all of you and all of your mates and mums 
and dads. Yes? Okay, good. Um, if you would like discount tickets to that, why don't you become a patron? Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and in exchange for your hard-earned wedge, I will swap you podcast-related perks like guest recipes and discount tickets to live shows for some of you. For those of you who are already my patron, your discount code is coming soon. Just waiting for that from the underbelly now. If you think, oh, I'd like to give you a podcast a fiver and then never talk about it again, you can do that. Go to Acast Supporter. A few warnings before we get into it this week. Um, Andrew and I do talk about calories and weight cutting, and there are um, an example or two of some like sort of really flagrant disordered eating. Um, and they're all in the context of talking about the things some athletes put themselves through. So there's context for it all. But if you're somebody who needs to be really careful about listening to that stuff, I'm afraid there is some of that in there. OK, so uh, Andrea and I met over the Zooms because she lives far away from me and we both had a chilli for lunch. She's done a much better job of hers than I had of mine, embarrassingly. It's pink Himalayan salt. Oh, that is the snazziest salt there is. <laughs> Lush. Um, thank you so much for doing this. No problem. How are you? Oh, a bit frantic. Yeah. Um, just literally got in from the gym. Yeah. So I'm still a bit, I'm still buzzing. <laughs> still buzzing. What were you up to in there today? I was deadlifting today. Oh God. Um, and I was in so I was hyped up so much actually that I yeah. just couldn't count. Could yeah. not count. Had my calculator out. I thought I'd done my top set. Yeah. And then I went to count down again. I thought this doesn't add up right. Realised <laughs> I'd done 10 kilos too short. So I did it again. Oh, God. I know. And I'm standing there like 10 minutes in between the set. And I can swear people are looking at me going, what is she doing? Oh. I'm just trying to count. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's so nosy because it's about your training and not about eating at all. But like, so do you go up to a top weight to do a set? of a short amount of reps at and then come back down again yeah so at the moment i'm on um i'm on a strength phase so it's nice. it's uh shorter reps but heavier weights right um so i'm on so t- today should have been 240 kilos for two reps Fuck and then drop down <laughs> so amazing it's so amazing those numbers Incredible. And then drop down to one nine five, and that was what confused me. And I'm trying to take all the plates off, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much maths involved, isn't there? There is, there is. Trying to um, lift and count at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you're m- absolutely McFrazzled from what you're doing, they actually having to keep on top of it. I've got so many things I want to ask you. It's going to be really hard to concentrate yeah, on eating yeah. because <laughs> I mainly want to talk about gym things. But um, it's because it's such a fucking honour to have you here. But we're having lunch together. I should say that okay. straight off the bat. We're both having chilli. I have cheated. I've got a bean chilli because I, I eat meat, but very rarely. Um, and I just cheated and got it out of a tin. Okay. Yeah, that's not great. Is it? <laughs> no, that it's like, so, uh, I've got like a bean chilli out of a tin. Um, and I've, I've stirred half a bag of spinach in, not out of altruism or healthiness, mm-hmm. but because it was on the turn. Okay. And then I've done some really lazy five whole grain pouch of rice from Lidl. Have you made yours from scratch and put me to shame? Um, yeah, so Good. I'm on a, I'm on a meal prep at the moment, so right. it's just easier for me to, I make it in a batch twice a week. 
Cool. And then it's just in, in the fridge, stacked up. I'm living the Tupperware life right now. So mm-hmm. I literally just chucked it all in the microwave. So I, I made a batch of uh, lean chili and mm. some jasmine rice. I tried jasmine rice for the first time ever today. How are you feeling about Which, it? Uh, well, it's sticky. <laughs> it's so nice, isn't it? I always think, oh, it's going to yeah. smell of flowers, but no, it is nice. It's is quite sweet, but it's it's not sweet at all. It's just sticky, which no, is fine. It's nice. And um, no. and and um, do you and do you have um, somebody who decides what you eat, or do mm. you get to make it up based on what's in it? No. Well, so I have a nutritionist. Um, mm. At the moment, I'm on a. I'm still trying to lose lose some fat, but I'm still trying right. to keep my strength up. So yeah. I, I'm not dieting. I'm just on a on a plan that enables me to have the right carbohydrates and protein. Right. So the the plan is uh, beef, mince, and rice, right. and then just make it sexy. Right. And you're so, allowed to make it beef. sexy. I like that. Is that exactly yeah. how the nutritionist puts it? You have exactly. that and that, and then you make it sexy. <laughs> make it sexy. Add vegetables to it. Um, add tomatoes, because tomatoes are quite low in calories anyway yeah um and then just chuck loads of flavor in it okay great there you go oh, so it just takes lovely. having a nutritionist just takes the stress out of me having to think about the level of things i need to eat so yeah but do they factor in days where you can do what you like or not really yeah. um well kind of kind yeah. of i'm still quite new new with this guy so right i don't want to have any cheat days just yet because i want to see i want to go for a month and then Fine. I really want pizza. I just want to eat a massive pizza to the list. <laughs> yeah, fair play. Do a month and then have a pizza yeah. Friday. Fair play. Yeah, I, definitely. I, um, I don't know how well I'd do with um, someone telling me what to do in terms of eating, but I guess it's worth it for the greater goal because it makes it so strong. Um, I want to know everything and I don't really know where to start. Uh, I, I, uh, so, um, I guess, yeah, I, I I wanted to know how complicated and how strict it is having someone tell you what to eat is. Do, but, they, but they give you enough to eat always. I know lots of mm. people who've had trainers who put them on really restrictive stuff and it's not necessarily, like, it just feels, that sounds exhausting. Um, so this is my second nutritionist. I've, I've yeah. gone through the whole of this um, journey without mm. having a nutritionist as a heavyweight athlete. Wow. I've never thought about what I needed to eat. I just ate because I could. Yeah. Um, so it's only been since the start of lockdown, the very first lockdown, that I thought really? actually I I wasn't I was still eating as if I was training for competitions, but obviously right. everything was shut. Yeah, yeah. And I just got bigger and yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, so I just hired a nutritionist just to help me lose a little bit of weight. Right. Um, and just to keep fueling the little bit of training that I was doing. Right. Um, and, and they had me on some very low calories, like 1,900 calories. Oy. And it was good for a couple of months because I lost a lot of weight quickly. But I was like, actually, do you know what? I'm really weak. I can't lift anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I kind of did it on my own for a little bit. I thought, I'm yeah. not paying someone to to starve me. <laughs> to make me really um, tired and hungry. Yeah. Fine. I was I was miserable, absolutely miserable. Yeah. Uh, and then with this guy, he's, he's a feeder. Mm-hmm. I was like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. So, yeah, <laughs> on a training day, I'm on 2,700 calories, okay. which is still quite low, actually, yeah. for a heavyweight athlete. Mm. But I'm still, it's very lean food. Mm. So I'm full. Okay. Sometimes I don't even eat everything that's on the plan. It's, it's that much, to be honest. So. I just wanted to check for my 
soul that you were full. You don't. I'm full. Yeah, I don't want I anybody full. to ever pick up 240 kilograms <laughs> no. twice and not mm. get to be full in the same day. Um, no. <laughs> and um, and um, I, can we start with your? Because I've read bits and bobs, but also you never know how much of that's what, what really happened because it's in sort of mm-hmm. papers and interviews and stuff like that. I'd love to know how you made your way into um, sort of strength, especially competitive. Strong man stuff, strong woman stuff, strong person stuff. Um, <laughs> strong stuff? Should we just say strong stuff? Just um, I read that you, uh, your sister's wedding, and it was initially to lose weight and ended up going to a CrossFit gym and ended up realizing you were fucking strong and then going yeah. down that road in the end. Anyway, and then presumably outside of competing um sort of letting go of the exercising to change your what you look like and embracing exercise in order uh-huh. to meet your potential strength wise competitively is that about right yeah pretty much okay pretty much um, it's a very short autobiography i've written for you there yeah <laughs> I, I want more detail on everything i also train at a CrossFit gym, but I also, mm-hmm. my preference is for strength and weightlifting, um, powerlifting, and I just have started to sort of flirt with the world of strongman competitions, and I'm very excited mm-hmm. about it, but also aware at this stage, I'm, if there's something underneath novice, that's where I'm at, but I'm very keen. First-timers, first, first there, is time. a long, there is a category, first-timers, yes. yeah. Yeah. We don't count anyone out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it just it was just one of those things where I actually started off as a boot camp, and it was a Groupon that right. my sister found, and it was mm-hmm. like seventeen pound for ten sessions, mm-hmm. um, and that was a gateway into the CrossFit club that they owned as well. Right. And that was quite nice. And then we did another Groupon for their CrossFit uh, classes, and I ended up just staying there. Um, and at that point, my sister was getting was getting married, and I was bridesmaid, and yeah. we used that exercise class together mm-hmm. to lose the weight you know just to help her to get into a wedding dress and, and the dress that she wanted me to get into oh, um <laughs> yeah I, I just wanted to lose some weight and just to be supportive with her um and it just got to the point where I I just didn't like the, the fit side of CrossFit I you know I hated running anything that would gas me out I would have a I would always have an injury or a complaint that I managed yes. to get out of um, and it was actually during Grace, so the Grace Ward, yeah. uh, that one of the coaches was like, Andrew, I've never seen a woman or anyone do it as quickly as that. You know, anyone under like three minutes um, wow. to get it all out is, is really impressive. You know, have you considered any like uh, strong strength stock competitions or competitive sport? And I was like, no, I've never heard of it. Just a little bit of research, a bit of Googling, yeah. found Britain's Strongest Woman. I thought I'll enter that because I can do the deadlift. Amazing, because <laughs> you could already like deadlift the requirement for it. Yeah, okay. I think the requirement was about 160 kilos, and I wow. had done that in the gym. Wow. So, um, apart from one guy, I think I was top of the leaderboard for, for women and men. Get in. So I entered, had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I could deadlift. Uh, my squat was pretty good. I think at the time I managed to get about 160, 170. Wow. And that was six weeks, within six weeks. And I came third at that <gasps> competition. So I was like, oh, 
I'm not bad at this. <laughs> that is insane. That's amazing. Yeah. That yeah, is amazing. It's um, what blows my mind about it is the fact that it's like it just feels like you know the butterfly effect. Like if you hadn't gone in with the intention yeah. of getting in a like the idea to me of getting trying to get in a dress that someone else for someone else it's even harder. Like the idea that you're doing something. My dress it was horrible. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, the idea, I don't love wearing dresses anyway, but like the idea of going in with that intention, but ending up finding out that you are that strong naturally. And then, and then I suppose on top of that, then going like, oh God, well, what's going to happen if I really try? Mm. And what's happened is it turns out you're the strongest woman in the world, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, Like, it's just, that's just... It's the stuff that dreams are made of, isn't it? It's the most incredible story. It was very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. And, you know, I was still crossfitting as well for a year. Right. Um, But the the techniques are very different. I had to change my style of deadlift to get heavier, heavier reps. Um, I had to learn how to breathe properly. Mm -hmm. We had uh, my, my coach then got somebody in to kind of help me use a belt and learn how to breathe inside the belt. Yeah, uh, because you know the bracing. I've never had to brace before because everything is just bash, bash, bash with, with yeah, CrossFit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ma- massive um, reps, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so when you kind of slow that down and take it into three and five reps at really pushing yourself level, yeah, it was a whole whole new level of um, of training for me. So I had to change my style of training, and yeah. then I had to just literally choose one. I couldn't do both. It was yeah. breaking me. I couldn't do both. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I. It, I never really got serious until like 2017, 2018. So I was about three years into it before mm. I really took it seriously. It was still just a hobby, an expensive hobby. Um, <laughs> so yeah, after that, it was just like, okay, I'm going to really, I'm going to put everything it. into this. Mm. Amazing. Hopefully September will be the first time we get Hopefully. to show off. I think show it should be okay because, because that competition isn't going to be, it's not like the Arnold. The Arnold is very much an, an exhibition place. Right. So you've got thousands and thousands of people coming and going. You've got yeah. stool holders and people selling stuff. And isn't it Whereas all sorts one, of types of strength? There's like a strongman competition. Yeah. There's bodybuilding. There's like bikini there's about, models there's and There's about hundred different, different, different sports. You've got... Um, you've got hula hooping, you've got gymnastics, you've got kettlebells, you've got karate, uh, you've got children doing all sorts of stuff. There's CrossFit. I'm going to say it sounds like a fucking circus. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's probably one yeah. of the best places I've ever been to, one of the best amazing. events I've done. There is just three days of every kind of sport going. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Lots I'm of involved. records get broken there and stuff, don't they? And yeah. Arnie's there yeah. shaking your hand yeah. if you yes, do something yeah. special. It's so funny. Because he doesn't, he doesn't appear all the time. All of a sudden, you'll just see like this swarm of um, middle-aged guys in oh, like khaki-coloured clothes, and they're not even like uni- It's like their own little uniform, and it's like a swarm of ants, and everyone just that's the parting of the sea. Yeah. They think, what is going on? And then there's Arnie's actually quite short compared to these guys. Yeah, he looks quite little compared to them all, and yeah. there he is, just kind of like shaking hands and people oh. just literally stopping what they're doing and. I've, I've been I've been like arm distance away from him, oh, and he's mate. been ushered away. He's been ushered away. This next March next year, I reckon you'll be elbow bumping if nothing else. Just gonna grab him. Just yeah. gonna grab him. See what happens. Yeah, I'm double jabbed, Arnie. I'm coming in for a yeah. cuddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be me. <laughs> Hello, Arnie. Um, 
How exciting. <laughs> and, um, and I know you said that you would normally only have like some like real focus on um, what you are and aren't eating in the run up to a competition. So how does it change? If you're not in a category where you have to be under a certain weight, does that mean and how does that does that change how you have to eat in a run up to something? Because I've spoken to weightlift, weightlifters in their top category and they actually have to keep their weight above a certain weight to make sure that they're at their most competitive. Would it work like that in Strongman as well? Um, so if you are a weighted category person, yeah, you, a lot of people, I've seen some mad diets, people have cut oh. so badly and they do water cuts, which means they stop drinking like yeah. maybe 25 hours before. I've seen people on an aeroplane licking ice cubes, oh. chewing food and spitting out again. Oh, just so no. they've got just really, out. really, really obviously oh, disordered eating. Yeah, and it's I'm just sitting there again. Yeah, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Get in. I'm such a well, bitch. I'm just like, this is really nice. You um, pick the right so, sport, mate, and you pick the right category. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, the, those guys, I have seen some some people do some mad, you know, weight yeah. cutting to get because they well, on the on the normally it's like a 24 hour weigh in right. so you get weighed the day before the competition okay and they've got like stacks of food with them so once they've weighed yeah. then they're like Wah. they're in and some of them yeah some of them can put on an extra another five kilos in that 24 hour period i reckon i'd be all right at like, that bit <laughs> yeah that definitely yeah. <laughs> champion at eating the food um but with myself it again this is the first time i've actually eaten properly I suppose yeah I would just eat more because my body was just needing it I just needed to eat food so I would just eat anything and everything at the time when I was going for world's strongest woman my coach was like you just need to eat like you want to get fat right and so I was going to McDonald's on the way to the gym having something before the gym having it after the gym I would have like breakfast and I'd have a second breakfast yeah Uh, you know so I was eating a lot um, I, I mean, I don't even know what calories because, again, until oh, I yeah, I don't mind year. what I'm not. Yeah, if that's if that's your mo, again though, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I'm being very nosy, and you can tell me to get fucked if I'm being too nosy. <laughs> but so I, I have lot. I've got a history of disordered eating, so I basically have to have a very kind of like I can't overthink it. I can't get myself mm-hmm. to into a position where I'm going to overthink it or be too controlling or anything. Yeah. Um. So I I wonder whether it, it it's it's not as hard as, you know, the guys who are licking a fucking ice cube and, you know, headaches and knackered and really yeah. restricting. But I wonder, actually, being sort of... The people I've spoken to in athletes who, when you're forced to, like, actually, you've got to stuff food in when you're not hungry, uh-huh. it can be just as much of a head fuck, can't it? To, like... Yes, it can. it's It's another form of detaching from your actual hunger and fullness, uh-huh. isn't it? Yeah. There is... I mean, I, I don't have a great relationship with food either. Um, so it's all where I, I eat when I'm stressed. I mean, yeah. I eat for every emotion basically, but when yeah. I'm stressed or anxiety, I just eat and I binge. Yeah. So going into, um, having a, you know, a nutritionist mm. who was then like giving me calories, making me track everything that became a massive head fuck to me. And I was, yeah. I was under eating, then I was getting headaches and then I was trying to sort it out. And then when I get hungry, and I don't think I can have any food, then the anxiety kicks in again yeah. and then I start binging. So that's when I had to kind of leave that that nutritionist because it just wasn't working for me. I'm so happy that you left the nutritionist and you found yeah. one that's a feeder. Andrea, yeah, I'm it's so amazing. Happy. 
is amazing. And I get to have chocolate every day. Chocolate yeah. is in my plan every day. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. <laughs> I think you found the nutritionist of all yeah. of our dreams. Yeah. And this is amazing. When, when I see him, I'm just going to hug him and just, you know. But also it's, um, but good for you as well for calling it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think when you, as someone who's like a... Oh, I mean, I, I've been doing this podcast for three years and I'd say that 99.9% of the, of the, oh, 99% of my guests have been women, but 99.9% of them have had at some point some complications with eating in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think that binge eating, and, and me too, that's my, that's my background <laughs> with flirtations with other bits and bobs, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's like the one that there's the most shame around. It's like the least sexy type of not of not yep. great relationship with eating. But uh-huh. also it's the most common. I think there's so much misinformation around it in terms of like, uh, people talk a lot about um, eating emotional eating as if it's a terrible thing to do, but it's also like the human condition. <laughs> We're designed uh-huh. to, to really want food to make us, f- it makes you feel nice. It does a lot more than being uh-huh. just fuel, I believe. For me, yeah. I think there are some people who can just switch off and have it as just fuel. But it is that, um, I think it takes an incredible amount of self-awareness to be able to call it when actually, like, the thing you're doing to be the best you can be at your chosen sport or your passion, or even if you did go, no, I just, I do, I want to change my body in this way. I want to see what my body looks like shredded. Or I want to see what my body looks like in this way or that way. Actually, it does take an incredible knowledge of yourself. I'm being very wordy here, sorry. To call it when actually it's doing you more harm than good and you need to take a break and you need to reset and you need to talk to someone else. It's like when you realise a relationship with a therapist isn't perfect or even with like a friend or a lover. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? In all of those things, you're like, oh, actually, I might be putting more in than I'm getting out of this one. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have to shift it up a bit. Um, I'm so happy that you found a nutritionist that gives you yeah. chocolate every day. It just, it just wasn't, so. you know, it was great at the start because I think um, at the time my, my marriage was breaking down as well. So oh, I fuck. needed, yeah, like I've had marriage separation, COVID. Well, I haven't had COVID. I think I had COVID before it became cool, to be honest, before it was a thing. Oh, man. Um, I set the trend for COVID. No, I didn't. That's really bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually think I did catch it in the January uh, before, because it started around March time. Yeah, I think I had it in February. I think it was not yeah. about a few months before, for sure. Um, so, yeah, it was just, yeah, I just had all that stress and I needed a different focus. And obviously yeah. I was homeschooling the children. Oh, God. And like, I just felt like my life was crumbling around me. I needed something that I could control. Yeah. And the food side of things was something that I thought I could control. Yeah. So I gave, well, my control was giving that control to somebody else. Yep. And in actual fact, over a period of time, it was causing me more stress and I was, you know, extra, just not a nice person. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a big girl. You know, my family are big. I've come from a line of, of big women. Um, we're kind of like force fed as children. You have to eat everything you plate and it's all rice and like deep fried food. And yeah. You know, so that's something that I've stopped kind of uh, the cycle with my own children is yeah. that I, you know, freshly that's cook everything. That's hard as well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, the food relationship has been a new thing. It's, right. it's been not to use it as punishment or yeah. um, just enjoy it. Enjoy food yeah. again. Yeah. But waking it's... up my taste buds actually, and like making my brain and my taste buds kind of come together. So... Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And taking a minute and going, oh, how does that, how's that going to make me feel? Yeah. I feel like it's ongoing. Like, I don't, it's a, it's not like a thing that you go, and then it, I was fixed. No, not at all. <laughs> because we're, because people are constantly changing, as are our situations, like you're saying about the breakup and stuff like that. I found in my life, big breakups have meant the least appetite I've ever had. And I, I've always, also always been a big girl and always been a very hungry girl. And I'm always a bit like, what's going on when I'm not very hungry? But breakups is one of the times that does that, where it is like, just don't feel like eating very much. Either that or very high adrenaline. Yeah. Those are the only times where mm. I'm not very hungry a lot. Um, you mentioned eating growing up. Let's talk about eating growing up. Mm. Um yeah. So, did you, <clears throat> you did you have stuff? Did you have somebody who cooked for you? Yeah. Uh, so did my you grew mom, up in Ipswich. I yeah grew up in um, so just outside of Ipswich in Woodbridge. Uh-huh. I like to say Woodbridge a lot more because Woodbridge is quite posh compared to Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I've grown up around here. Um, my mum and my stepdad were there. My mum, you know, cooked all the time. My dad was a pretty good cook. Uh, and then we've got family that lived in Hitchin. So we would go and, you know, so family events and stuff back was a force there. So it was always very rich food. Um, right. You know, we were never without anything. Mum always made sure that there was food in the cupboards for us. Um, so there was almost like a free-for-all food. We had like a drawer in the fridge that was full of chocolates and stuff, and it was just help yourself. Yeah. And then I started to work in hospitality. So the food was just always available. Um, I would eat my dinner like at 12 o'clock at night and I'd sleep until like lunchtime because I was working so late. So the cycle of, excuse me, of meal times just became very erratic. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you're going into your teens and you're out partying and drinking and eating kebabs at yeah. one in the morning. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was never like, at the, at the time, I thought I was a fat child, but you know, when you look back in, in photos yeah. and think you weren't at all, Andrew, <laughs> yeah. you just weren't. <laughs> um, and even as a teenager, yes, I was a lot bigger than my friends, but I definitely mm. wasn't the fat teenager that I thought I was. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of mentality when you've got really skinny friends who are walking around in, at the time it was like the Spice Girls era, so it was hot pants and um, well, I think we're exactly the same age, actually. I'm 37. I had uh, yeah, I'm thirty not thirty eight. I'm thirty eight. So yeah. yeah, it was around that time, and I, I just couldn't wear the hot pants because I'd got yeah. big legs and a fat ass. Same. Um, All my mates got their belly buttons pierced, and I went, "I'll just get yeah. my tongue done. I'll get my tongue done. I'm more likely to get yeah. that out." I mean, I wasn't allowed to get my tongue done. I did get my belly button pierced. Yeah. Um, and and the rest of it, I got pierced as well. But <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell my mum about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was it was odd you know we just kind of at the time you think that you've got a problem and you look back 10 15 20 years later and you think actually you didn't but yeah. it causes it causes a snowball effect as you go into your adult life yeah totally and I think the more you like exactly that you've brand yourself as the yeah. fat kid yeah you like, do well it affects your confidence in a million different ways because you're not using fat in a neutral term there at all. <laughs> like it's yeah. only negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like you had like at least some of the people feeding you had feederish tendencies. I definitely had a bit of that 
had a my dad and his mum from a family of showing their love with masses yeah, of food. food. Yeah, but they um, but they unhelpfully combined it with like a visceral hatred of fat people. <laughs> Okay. So they'd, they'd they'd want me to eat like an enormous amount and be very proud of how much I could eat, but very disappointed if I showed it, if I showed yeah. it in body mass, <laughs> uh, which I did from from very young. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's uh, complicated, isn't it? It's in it, it endlessly complicated. Mmm, delicious. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm going to ask a few more questions about eating in terms of being super strong, if that's all right. Do you have to have like, if someone was like, okay, I want to, I want to get really strong. Do they have to have loads of supplements or loads of extra protein? No. No, the supplements are if, uh, mainly like a backup. If you don't get the supplements in your actual edible food, then use it like a protein shake. Fine. Um, as an extra, you know, as, yeah. a, as, as a supplement, it's in the word, it's a supplement, you know, it's not supposed yeah. to be a permanent fixture. Um, I don't, at the moment, I'm not taking any uh, protein supplements mm-hmm. because I'm getting enough in my food. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people have like a protein shake when they're finished training. I just tend to eat. So I've always right. got food on me or I know I'm coming to get some food. Um, right. So I get, get everything then. But I think, um there is definitely an element of getting enough protein and enough carbohydrates in your diet yeah. because you, you need to build the muscle. So you're using the carbohydrates to, to get stronger and then you're using the protein to help repair the muscles that you're breaking. So, yeah. you know, it, it, you do need to get a balance. And again, I've had to learn this. It's not something, I mean, I'm preaching now because I've learned it over the last year. Yeah, I know we're I getting, a, we're cheating by getting 
all of your years of learning in yeah. one handy podcast <laughs> conversation, mate. So thank you for me and everyone listening. No <laughs> um, um, okay, I'm going to ask you the same silly questions mm-hmm. I ask everyone who does this podcast, but I'd love to know, please, if um, what's the best tasting thing you've ever eaten that looked like shit? Worst looking, but best tasting thing you've ever eaten or anything that's up there in that category. Oh, I think I mean, chili doesn't look amazing. Oh, curried goat. Curried goat just oh. looks like poo. Yeah. But it tastes, if it's cooked properly, it tastes amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's, all, where, it's the, where it's all falling off the bone in there. You've got the mm. bones, you've got the narrow bones, you're just slurping out the bits out of there. Oh, it's so good for you. They're so oh, good for you. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I might have, I might have to have that soon. Might have to have that mm-hmm. soon. Um, I'm lucky. I live in um, South East London, and there's lots of I lots oh. of places where I can get good, real good, real good takeaways on that front. Mm. Um, oh yeah, and it's been too long actually. Um, there isn't anywhere like that around here actually. I think no. I have to come near near your end to get well. Kind please, of, my mum cooks it. <laughs> when this virus is completely gone, please may you come to Catford and we'll go for lunch. I would love that. Um, and you can show me how to deadlift. <laughs> um, not in a CrossFit way where I'm still no. picking it up as if I'm going to do something more with it. Um, have you? Is there any foods that you hate or love that most people do the opposite of? Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure if I've worded that nicely, but no. like you get people who are like, actually, turns out I don't like chocolate or like, well, I'll tell you one thing I do love. Squirrel's ears. Okay. Well, weirdly, I like banana flavoured things, but I don't like bananas. Okay, that is weird. That is genuinely weird. And has never like come texture. up before. Oh, oh really? Bananas. Yeah. I love banana flavoured stuff. Even if it's... If I can have a banana smoothie that I've just put a whole banana in... But I cannot eat a banana. <laughs> well, it does make sense because it is a bit furry. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your worst kind of banana to just have a banana? A real ripe one or a real green? The green one. Green. No, it's like enough. chalk. It's like chalk and just... If you're listening, Andrew's done a really good face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Wow. I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really understand that. Like, it's like, um, yeah, a, a furry, almost like, I'm going to say like a cat's tongue. It's almost like a cat's tongue. It's yeah. like a bit spiky, mm-hmm. bit furry. It tastes yeah. like it should be sweet. Why aren't you sweet? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that one. But you go too far the other way, and I'd, I think that's worse, personally. If you've got a banana that's gone to, like, squishy, brown, sweet brown, low... That I'm not into. But it gets, and banana flavouring gets panned, doesn't it, on food shows like MasterChef mm-hmm. and Bake Off and all of that. People get in such shit, don't they, if they put in squirt yeah. a bit of banana essence into their cake instead of using a banana. Like, but you like yeah. it. Do you yeah. like them sweets that are the shaped essence. like a little foamy banana? Do you yeah, I love banana, banana foams, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Is that like what those. they're called? <laughs> banana foams. <laughs> I think so. That's what I'm going to call them. <laughs> I'm going to get some banana banana foams in for, for when banana I get to come down to Catford for some curry goat. Um, I love it. If um, what what, do you, what would you say the swankiest thing you've ever eaten is? Swankiest. 
I had a stake at uh, the oh, it's it's a really posh restaurant with the theatre next to it. Um, in London, the Savoy, the Savoy. <gasps> Oh, yeah, yes, had a really, yeah, had a really swanky steak and it mm. was very strange because I was like, oh my God, we're going to get kicked out. We don't look like we're supposed to be in here. Um, and this steak got presented. Well, they, they said, you know, you've got the steak. And I said, what does it come with? And he said, steak. And I said, 30 pounds for this steak. What? I said, okay. I know. And it looked amazing and pretty on this plate. So it came with this jug of as you. It's yeah. just gravy, mate. <laughs> and um, the waiter was standing there. He said, would you like me to pour the jus over your steak? And I was like, well, I can do it myself. But if you, if you want to do yeah. something, then... I'd love it if you'd gone, yes, please, it's too heavy for me. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that, that was literally the swankiest thing I think I've ever eaten was a steak that at the Savoy. That amazing. And it's proper... That is a massive dick swing, isn't it, on the power play to be like... Uh, you j- it just comes with itself. You're not going to want anything else with yeah, this. Or a tomato. Like, yeah, or a tomato. Actually, on your side. Like, just hmm, one little tomato. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think of hotel yeah. hotel buffet breakfasts. Those little tomatoes cut in half that you get yeah. sat next to a steak, often in like yeah. a harvester or whatever. Yeah. Griddled to the point of volcanic temperatures inside, yes. aren't they? Yes. Always. Yeah, and that tastes like punishment, actually. And I love tomatoes, but I think that's, that's a tomato again, I don't like. I don't like actual tomatoes neither. I don't like go. fresh tomatoes. Again, tomato ketchup. Yep. You've got me on a roll now. So yep. tomato ketchup, tomato, anything that's like tomato flavoured. Yeah. I cannot put a tomato in my mouth. Got it. Right. It has to be cooked, especially. So even, even, even then... It would have to be sort of mixed with something, so slice of tomato with a mouthful of something else. Right. Okay. Just can't pop a tomato. Just too much acid, too much, or is it? The, is it texture again? Is it the bursty I think it's nature the texture. of it? I think it's the texture. Yeah, it's like eyeballs in your mouth, popping eyeballs. <laughs> Not that I've done that before. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, all of this stuff is absolute sweet, sweet gold. I'm fascinated by everybody's eating foibles. Is there anything you eat in a particular way? I mean, the classic is Cabbage Cream Egg that everyone's like, how do you eat yours? Uh, Yeah, so Cabbage Cream Egg, I do like to bite off the top, lick out the middle, and then I eat the sides. Um, And and this is all done tongue-wise, or does a hand get in there? Sometimes a finger gets in there. Yeah, I get a finger in there. Yeah. Um, I do like to eat a mango fresh from the skin. Like, you know, I cut it open and then... It's like mango juice Actually, do you know what? I've got a mango special podcast coming up. (laughs) An amazing comedian called Sindhu V, who... um, And and she's an actor as well, and she's a mate. And she's... Her Instagram has gone bonkers because she's started um, importing, in her opinion, the greatest mangoes in the world directly from India. Ooh. and I've had two, and she said, I'll send you some for the podcast. I've had two fucking massive boxes full of mangoes. And like, I realised I had, from her Instagram, that I have been apparently very much eating mangoes in a very much a white lady way. Okay. <laughs> unsurprising. <laughs> I am a white lady. But she was like, all of this, like cutting it in bits and like cutting it off, like blah, blah. And she was like, and this woman is like... She's very glamorous. She's very demure. She's very kind of like high status vibes. Do you know what I mean? She's grown up. 
Her kids are like teenagers. She's very like, she's like, but when you eat a mango, it's got to be like, yeah. I think that's the Probably thing. Right? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. It's good to know that you are also down with that. And I think I've just been, I think if you and her are saying that, what I've learned is I've spent 37 years eating mangoes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah. need to, what do you just get like a adult beer bon, a couple of tea towels tucked in the top and just get, just get in. Do you know what? I'm normally just like letting it dribble down my hands and wiping my yeah. hands on my clothes kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm literally one hand just like, you know, wiping the back yeah. of my hand around my mouth. And Me too. And I, um, I, are your kids like that? I don't know why I'm really allowing myself to get into this because it's so embarrassing, but I have, <laughs> I am such a hobo in that way that my son is, disgu- like, is similarly, um, what's, I mean, uncouth. And um, my he dropped a bit of yogurt onto the remote control yesterday, and my partner was like, "No!" because he just started he just started licking it directly <laughs> do off the, the debris. <laughs> I would too, and my I sort of look at it and go, like that, "Oh, okay, you got better kids my than kids, me." No, my kids are just like, oh, "Mum, that is so gross." I'm like, yeah, but just don't want to waste anything, Mum. Just no. If I drop something uh, on the floor, ten second rule. No, Mum, it's a five second rule. No, nah, ten second rule. It's fine. <laughs> 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 Yes. Oh, I love it. Oh God. How old are your kids? Uh, nine and twelve. Nine and twelve. Okay, mine's oh. only five. So I've got a few years before he starts putting me right. Then they do. <laughs> we had a conversation this morning where I was like, "If it, he, I, it blew his mind that I was telling him that in a few years' time, he's going to find me really embarrassing," <laughs> and he was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, you are. Yeah, they kind of. Um, I think because of what I do, like outside yeah. of outside of the family home, they're used to the craziness. So when I'm acting like crazy mum at home, they're just like, "For God's sake, mum!" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, come on!" You know, I'm like really dorkish with them sometimes, um, but they they're just not really phased by it. Say scrum diddly umptious. and then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Well, I normally like to ask a hangover. What would you have? A hangover? Yeah. What are you having? Uh, gin. Well, for a major hangover, it would be gin and Prosecco. Like to make- <laughs> oh, right. To make the hangover. To make the hangover. <laughs> well, Nowadays, then- it doesn't take a lot to get a hangover, to be yeah, honest. Fair but, play. Um, is yeah, fair gin- You just can't drink very much when you're training. But also, I've just found getting a bit older, I can't. Yeah, it's not so... I mean, I'd like to have a drink. I can still have a couple yeah. of glasses of wine and I'll have a yeah. cider on a, you know, Sunday or whatever. But um, to go out and just get drunk just isn't yeah. fun anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and I reckon, A, because of the hangover comes so much quicker and it lasts so much longer. Yeah. Um, it does mess with my training. You know, it takes yeah. me a couple of days to get over it. And then that's, you know, Mondays come round and I can't lift anything and I'm like yeah. happy. So I just generally go through phases of like having a major blitz and like my coach is like right you can have one more week of getting drunk and being silly and that's it head down <laughs> right um, fine so yeah, now i'm like i can't drink okay so it's morning after uh a bender a very rare these days yeah proper sesh what are you having to sort out the hangover Whoa. i am having fried egg bacon yeah on granary bread oh yes okay yeah a cup of tea and about six gallons of water oh very nice are we having any sugar in the tea or just straight up tea 
Um, I have a little bit of sugar. Yeah. Uh, but I can't do sweet in the morning and I can't do coffee. I cannot do coffee on a hangover. Okay, good to know. Good to know. It forces the barf out of me. Yeah, fair play. And we don't want that. No one wants the barf no. forced out of them. Beautifully put, no. may I add. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if there's literally no other option, would you eat a person? <laughs> I think I probably would. Depend. It'll have to be, depend on the person. Can't have a yeah. skinny old person. Be quite meaty. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, you'd eat someone, yeah, worth eating. I'd have to be picky about it. (laughs) There's no no point murdering some kind of supermodel, is there? You'd need to murder someone with a bit of something to get into, tuck into. Um, (laughs) (sighs) The sun gets a cold and starts sneezing coronal mass ejections of lava everywhere, including at Earth. Um, which are getting too big to bounce off our magnetic field. But luckily, the sun has agreed to get a rum and lemon down it and face its giant burning nose off into other bits of the universe and save the Earth. Um, it'll only do it, though, if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Andrea, agree to undo and retie the laces on every single laced shoe in Suffolk, all in less than a day. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero. Your reward is actually the adulation of all people for all time for saving Earth from being splattered to bits by sun lava, by sun sneeze. Your reward in the moment, and bearing in mind, you have just been hard at the lace untying and retying for a solid 24 hours. You are fucking starving. Your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. It's a fantasy feast, so I don't care about consequences. I couldn't give a shit about health, ethics, none of that. I just want to know. None of these things even need to be possible. And and in a sense, it's like a last meal, but it's almost like the opposite of a last meal because you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier and more relaxed. There's no tension. There's no fear. There's no adrenaline. There's no sadness. This isn't the end of anything. This is the beginning (laughs) of a blessed future where the world is your oyster and you are the king of all people. I'd love to know in that situation, and you're hungry as well, what what would be your favourite things to eat and drink? And if there's a who with and where, then who with and where? And those things don't need to be possible either it's a fantasy thing wow okay so i would have a full caribbean meal of curry goat rice without the beans because i don't like the beans Got it. um some fried dumpling plantain i would also mm. have a rather large pepperoni deep crust pizza yes um and some chicken wings Yes. Um, what coating are you having on your chicken wings, please? I like a ranch, actually. Spending a lot yeah, of time okay. in America, I've liked a ranch sauce. Okay. Um, yep. Maybe some buffalo sauce, like a bit of barbecue buffalo. So like a mixture of two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because um, you could have two pots because it's a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I would probably have a little bit of vegetable, so I'd have some sweet corn. Lovely, okay. Just for the sake of having a vegetable there. Um, I would have to have some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I'd also oh. like to try the new Magnum ice cream pot because that looks amazing. It's... Have you not had that yet? No. The one in the pot that you have to crack? I'm not allowed it. I can't eat it. Oh, <laughs> fucking, you fucking are allowed it. I, I was going to swap it in for some other things. You've got to try it. The one with caramel is the best. And you just do exactly what it says. You've got to. I used that at the beginning of the relationship with the woman I am now engaged to to win uh, her heart, 
was an introduction <laughs> to the magnum tubs of ice cream. They, you ten, like you wait the ten minutes and then you go crunch, which again, very fun. You have that to smash exact, all the chocolate yeah. aside. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get in and you peel the thing off and it's like, there are, it's just magnum ice cream, but with massive, great big shards of fit magnum which is so galaxy-ish type chocolates all through it. Oh God, it's so good. <sighs> all the extra, they've brought out loads now. There's like a millionaire shortbready one. There's like, there's all loads. There's like, oh, even fruity ones. They can all get fucked. Just get the, either the yeah, milk chocolate one or the caramel and milk chocolate ones. Yes. Right. I want that to happen to you, please. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that happen. That's gonna at happen. some point this summer. I reckon in the next week, actually, because that okay, would be, great. I would have been, I would have been three, four weeks on plan. Then I can have, okay. I'll have the ice cream, and I'm gonna yeah. have pizza. Yes. Yes. Oh, Poor happy excited. day! I'm, I'm as excited as you are about you having that day off plan. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> hey. um, <laughs> Uh, I'm plan averse. Can you tell? Um, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I didn't ask if there was a who, with, and where actually for your feast. Um, oh, I've recently discovered Maya Angelou, Dr. Oh, Maya Angelou. Yeah. I think I would love to go back and have that feast with her. Amazing. What an incredible choice. The best. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you so much for doing my podcast. It's an honour to talk to this you. This has been fun. This has been one of the funnest ones I've done. <laughs> Yay! Yum in my tongue. What? A mind-blowingly brilliant guest. I can't believe I hoovered with the strongest woman in the world. Andrea's broken the world deadlift record twice, I think now. I think she could deadlift around 300 kilograms. I know, definitely 290. Oh, it's extraordinary. She is amazing. It's a bit loopy to me, actually, that she isn't a household name. She's the strongest woman in the fucking world. <laughs> Wake up, world, please. Appreciate a strong woman in it, will you? All of you can follow her on the Instagram immediately, please, at Andrea Thompson underscore strong woman, or there'll be a link to that and to everything else interesting that we mentioned, as ever, in the podcast notes. That's also where you'll find a link to buy tickets to see Hoovering Live on the 17th of July in Soho, Cavendish Square, beautifully socially distanced, COVID safe everything, uh, it's like a teepee, so it's not even a fully kind of indoorsy type small room. None of that skank. It'll be amazing with Joe Brand hovering with me live on the 17th of July. Please come. Um, feel free to support the podcast with lovely reviews and recommendations, or indeed with actual money. I mean, I'd rather you spend your money coming to the live show, but if you've got even more, why not become a patron or go to ACAS supporter? Links to those two are also in the podcast notes. If you want to look at live comedy dates that I've got going on, there are some and some exciting ones. Go to my website, jessicafosterq.com. That's also where you'll be able to email me if you've got anything longer than a tweet to tell me. At jessicafosterq, I am on the social media or at the Hoovering Pod. I hope you're already following that at least. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.